Hey everybody, welcome to Account Planning in the Age of COVID-19. This is chapter four, the last chapter of the book. Um, And again, we're nearing the end of the semester. So I'm not sure how many episodes um, for the podcast this chapter will be. I'll just see how we go along here. Um, But this chapter kind of wraps up things, talks about um, just some random things that are related to um, things that account planners need to know about. So um, so let's get started um, thinking about, first of all, advertising agencies, getting new clients, pitching accounts. What is all this about? Um, so, it, you know, depending on how, I mean, it doesn't always depend on how well an, ever, an advertising agency is doing. Um, you don't always get to keep the clients that you have. Um, and it's a weird thing. Some agencies or some brands tend to be pretty loyal to advertising agencies and others will just randomly make changes for any number of reasons. And it's hard to even know, but this happens to the best of the advertising agencies as well as the worst. It's just um, power for the course. Agencies lose clients. And this is important to you all who might be working in an advertising agency because it's not uncommon, especially if it's a big client. If the agency loses the client, some people will also lose their jobs if they were working on that account. Not to scare you, but that is how um, it often works. So why do brands make their agencies pitch? Um, So again, pitching is, you you have to create, there's different different ways that brands want to do it, but basically um, they're gonna tell you, we're not sure we want you as our um, agency and you need to do a presentation of some kind to convince us. So why do brands, do that? Why do they make their agencies pitch um, the accounts? So there's any number of reasons. I'm going to talk about three, but there's more than three, but here's three key ones. First, they want to assure, um, have assurance that, um, that they're with the right agency and that the agency has the um, brand best interest in mind and is working hard and they just, you know, maybe they're feeling that they're not getting as much attention as they had in the past, any number of reasons. And so they just, they want assurance that it's the right, um, the right fit. Second, um, they might be changing strategies of, of what they're doing for the brands that, that aren't related to the advertising per se, but maybe the marketing or some other direction of the brand. So it might be that um, the brand is going to become more important to the parent company. Um, so that would be a switch or less important or was going to combine with some other brands to become one mega brand. There could be some different um, strategy that doesn't necessarily relate to the advertising. Someone above the advertising is making these decisions, but it has implications all the way down to the advertising agency. So that could be one. And certainly in this day and age um, that they want or need to um, cut costs. And so 
Um, maybe they're going more with a um, bare bones kind of agency instead of a full service agency. Um, there's a lot of shakeup during COVID, of course, um, but you see these, you know, waxing and waning. We go into recessions every once in a while. The advertising um, industry is goes great guns, then it struggles a little bit, um, waxes and wanes, and in that time, companies cut back on expenses, and sometimes those expenses are advertising. So those are all um, some reasons why. Um, so I want to show a couple examples, and, and these are related to cruise ships. Um, cruise ships was the brand that we looked at last spring, which, you know, given the sort of before the pandemic was an interesting approach, um, it became very interesting as the pandemic um, continued to march on. But as it continues to be interesting um, today because if you follow anything about the cruise industry, and I don't know if you're interested in it, but it's it's a hot mess right now, and um, cruising is still not happening. And at this point, I think um, until the end of March, before any cruises are going are going to go out. So, a um, lot of financial turmoil. But even before all that happened. There were major shakeups in the cruise industry, and some of those shakeups related to um, to advertising. And one big one was in late 2017 when Carnival switched their advertising agency to anonymously. It's um, a hard word to say. And so here's. Um, um, a quote from uh, Carnival. During the review process, we were looking for a digital first agency that could create breakthrough creative work and inspire our loyal fan base to be a part of the marketing journey in a very competitive marketplace while staying true to the brand values that have made Carnival America's cruise line, said Kathy Mayer, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for Carnival Cruise and cruise um, line in a press release. Now, for all I know, poor Kathy has lost her job. I I think a quarter million people in the cruise industry in the U.S. have um, recently lost their jobs because of COVID. Um, But, you know, this is interesting because Carnival, um, you know, had a definite brand um, awareness. The party ship, you know, still known as that college drunk students, um, cheap cruises, all of these were really um, paramount. And um, Carnival wanted to move to a little more family focused on the fun and not so much as the, um, you know, crazy spring break college student kind of cruise line. And so um, they brought in um, Anomaly and asked them to heighten brand awareness and to differentiate within its category and foster consumer love for Carnival Cruise Line domestically. So, you know, you think back, we talked about brand loyalty, love beyond reason. Um, That's, you know, sort of what Anonymously, Anonymously was asked to do for Carnival, to really hunker down on that brand loyalty. And so, um, What the agency did was develop 30-second spots um, as testimonials that show 
um, hesitant cruisers, you know, people who were hesitant to go cruising, overcoming their reluctance and then having a great time. Um, the testimonials took place in active set, um, settings such as water slides, um, underwater um, um, photos, safari, and that kind of thing. And, you know, the agency was quite um, successful in doing this. So, you know, this is a good example because it didn't change the brand drastically of Carnival, but tweaked it enough to make it a little more um, sophisticated um, and a little more fun. At the same time, um, Holland America Cruise Line also switched their advertising agency to Copacino and Fujikato. And um, this is interesting for a number of reasons, but one is um, Holland America and Carnival Cruise Lines are owned by the same parent company, which is Carnival um, Corporation. So when you think about the brand architecture, they're kind of a hybrid. Um, You know who the parent company is, but it's not real obvious in some of the advertising. Um, But where Carnival Cruise Line is thought of as sort of the um, party ship and happy and fun, you know, maybe a little too fun in the old days that they're trying to um, soften the edges a little bit. The other time, Holland America is thought of as sort of the old fogey cruise line for people who are old and don't want to do anything. And so they wanted to tweak that too, still um, gearing toward um, a mature audience, but not in the old fogey kind of place, um, but in a little more hip. So th- that's why they switched to Copacino and Fujikado. And um, what I love about this is um, that agency came up with this whole sort of way to think of um, the target audience for Holland America and calling them globe-trotting learners. And so I think this is a really good example to show the difference between a target market and target audience. So target market for Holland America would be say 55 and up of higher um, education and higher income. But the globe trotter learners, the active learners, the adventurers, the people who want to go off and do something different, can you see how that's not, the whole target market is not gonna be part of that. Um, Just the target audience, and that's who they're going to gear this advertising for. So I think, you know, those are just two good examples. Same parent company, two different advertising agencies, two different approaches, two different um, um, assignments that the advertising agencies were given. And, you know, what's interesting is I don't know if um, Holland and um, or if the um, two agencies were made to pitch for Holland and Carnival or if they just did... Um, investigation and chose them. You know, sometimes that happens as well, where you're just invited to be the agency. So I don't know how that was formed, um, but um, but that's um, that's what happened there. So you know, other reasons that agencies um, might have to pitch accounts, or or might decide to pitch accounts, um, they might because they have lost other accounts. So the agency is going to pay attention when accounts become available to um, be reviewed and when um, 
when a call goes out, like a um, request for proposal, an RFP saying, you know, we're looking for a new agency if you want to pitch the account. So agencies might be on the lookout for that because they have lost other accounts. And especially if they want to try to hold on to their people, um, they've got to get accounts to take the place of the ones that they lost. Um, Secondly, they might want to expand their business. So it it could could be that they're a new um, advertising agency and they finally are getting settled. They've got a couple clients, they're doing really well, and now they're ready to expand and get into the big time. So they too would be on the lookout for brands that are getting ready to make calls for new agencies. Um, third, they might want to, you know, if they're an old storied brand, they might uh, agency, they might want to know that they're competitive. And so, you know, a, a call comes out that for a pretty hip brand and they want to see if they can get it, if they still have it. And so um, they'll go after that account. Um, a fourth, not as popular and a little bit um, risky is that they want to keep their pitching skills sharpened. And the reason why I say this is risky, it's expensive, both time and often money to pitch accounts. So to do it just to get better at it, um, you know, that's not very often, but occasionally that will happen. And last, um, like I mentioned before, the brand requires them to. They're perfectly happy, but the brand says, hey, you got to pitch this account. Um, We might be getting rid of you, or maybe we're not going to get rid of you, but we're, we're asking you to pitch. And, um, and we'll decide if we want to keep you before we go out and ask other agencies. All of those things um, can happen. So let me stop there for episode one. That's enough for episode one. And then um, in episode two, we'll get into um, a couple other examples, starting with McDonald's. And so that's it for chapter 14, episode one. Hope you all have a good day. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.